Hey, everyone, and welcome to the KBB From the Top podcast. I'm Executive Editor Chelsea Butler. Today, I am welcoming Katie Browning, Principal and Lead Designer for Lucas Browning Design in Pacific Palisades, California. And we are going to talk about kitchen and bath design for busy families. So welcome, Katie, and thank you for joining me. Oh, Chelsea, thank you so much for having me on. We are so excited to be here. Um, we have yet to do a podcast, so this is my first one. So I'm really honored that you reached out to us to have us talk about this topic. Um, my business partner, Heather, is um, actually traveling. We have an install tomorrow in Idaho. So she's going up there to get started. Um, so she's not joining me, but we are both just so flattered that you guys reached out and asked. So we're excited. Okay, awesome. So let's begin with you telling us a little bit more about your firm. Okay, great. We um we are Lucas Browning Design. We are located in Pacific Palisades. We are women owned and women run um, small boutique firm. Um, and we really specialize in taking homes and really transforming them with um, furnishings, paint, lighting, smaller renovations, but not fully gutting and not building from the ground up. We think there's so much that you can do with your home if you just pay attention to those items and and um, tweak things accordingly can really change and transform a space. So that's really where our niche is. Okay, great. So we're going to get into the design for the family. And you say that as a busy mother yourself, you understand that a well-designed home is equal parts style and substance. So can you go into a little bit of detail there? Oh, sure. I mean, gosh, I mean, obviously we got into this business because we really, we love design. We love everything aesthetic about design. Um, But, you know, equally important is the function of a home. Um, And it's our goal to really get to know our families and understand their patterns, the way that they live and kind of design to that, if you will. Um, And so many of our families are, you know, have, have children and ranging in different ages. Some have, you know, a single child, some have multiple, and that really changes how they use their home. So that becomes really important to understand how they live in their space so that we can kind of design accordingly. So in a way, function becomes, you know, as important as as aesthetic um, when we're kind of trying to crack the code of what to do to help um, a space really look fantastic. All right. So I assume a lot of your kitchen and bath projects are dedicated to clients with busy families, hence our topic. But what are some examples of those type of clients outside of just maybe a family with a bunch of kids? Are you doing like some um, multi-generational? What are some of the scenarios? Well, I was thinking through as we were getting prepared for this podcast and it really, it, it sort of runs the gamut, but um, like recently we just had a family and they were kind of j- just starting out, but a little bit later they had one young child, very young kind of um, in kinder. Um, and they, I don't know if they were going to have more, they weren't, they weren't quite sure, but um, they were busy professionals with a big social life and sort of that informed us of how to design their home and their space. And so they, they didn't do a ton of, you know, family dinners per se, they, but they did a ton of entertaining. So in that case, we really kind of like maxed out their Island so that they could eat there casually, the three of them together, but really sort of pivoted the budget a little bit to work on their formal dining, their outdoor dining. So we kind of make change, you know, um, decisions like that 
to sort of value engineer for the client and to kind of put the design, you know, where their needs are at the time. Um, then we have another family on a, the, you know, on the other end of the spectrum who has uh, four young children and they want a place to be casual all the time and to eat, you know, they, they prefer to eat in their kitchen. So in that instance, um, they had a massive island. So we are dropping the island. And so they're going to have a portion of it, which is a little bit lower down to meet the needs of their young children. So it's kind of things like that, that we do to really talk through, you know, how they're using this space. And that kind of informs our design. Um, then there are other families. Some families are really big into cooking and really big into entertaining. And so we kind of think through how that looks um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, if they're really into cooking and they are appliance heavy, we um, sometimes we bring in an organizer to take a look at how they're using this spaces, what type of appliances they have, whether it be, you know, obviously a microwave or toaster oven you want hidden. But We've done coffee stations for clients. You know, it really depends on what they're using and how we can create that um, to be easy for them to use, but also kind of cover up in the design. So that's those are some of the things that we do for people who are cooking. Um, people who are very big entertainers, we think through, you know, where they're going to put their bar, where they're going to, you know, serve food, where they're going to serve appetizers, what the flow of the kitchen needs to look like. So all of those decisions become really important when you're thinking through the design at the initial phase and all the way through the design. So I assume that you're engaging the various family members and determining what they really need out of their kitchens and baths. So what does that process look like? That's really just sort of in the beginning intake form. And we do a very comprehensive um, questionnaire to get to know their lifestyle um, in the beginning where they're sort of in the privacy of their own home and they can kind of think through their patterns. Um, And then, you know, we do a long um, uh, discovery meeting, which is a sit down meeting in their home. And we follow up on those questions and kind of really dig in. Like if they say they entertain, in the questionnaire, we want to know how they entertain, you know, how many people, how many, are they families, couples that come over or, you know, are you entertaining for more grown up crowd or so we kind of really just dig in um, when we meet them in person. And then, you know, we're really hands-on in our design process. So these projects can take, you know, six to nine months oftentimes. And we're over there a lot and we, we meet, we meet our families and we kind of see how they're living. And that um, kind of informs the decision as we decisions as we go. So do the, the kids have any input in, in <laughs> the decision at all? I mean, I guess um, it depends on their age and how much they really care about it. It, it does. Well, we do a lot of kids rooms too. I mean, those, yeah. those are bedrooms and I know we're talking right. about kitchen and bath, but um. Uh, we try to, and sometimes we do it just so that they can feel a part of the conversation. And we do take to heart what they say, but in the end of the day, we we run it by the parents because that's really, those are, those are the decision makers in the family. But we do like to ask kids, especially when we're doing their rooms, you know, and, and get them involved and get them excited. Because again, if it's, you know, a large furnishing project or, uh, you know, even a small renovation, their lives are pretty disrupted. Um, so if they can feel involved in the process, um, I think it's kind of fun for the family to see all these changes happen and to include them as much as we can. And that is always fun for us and for them. 
Yeah, I've <laughs> talked to some designers uh, in the past of when they have gotten the the kids involved, and you know, sometimes they go way over the top in terms of color and things like that. Where yeah. it's just kind of like we maybe you shouldn't be, you know, making all of the decisions about your own spaces, but you know, yeah. you, if you have a favorite color or something like that, you know, maybe that's something you can work around. Colors are usually pretty good. It's like when they want their bed designed, like, you know, like a lizard or you know, something. <laughs> it's a random request that we just have to kind of polite, politely say that that's not possible, but, but right. wonderful creative ideas definitely coming from, from those little, those little kids. So it's fun. Well, you talked about some of these already, but I want to go into a little more detail about um, what what you and your firm's design ideas are for creating kitchens for a busy family. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead and feel free to use examples of your own projects. Things have come up, challenges, um, interesting highlights, that kind of thing. Okay. So I think, I mean, kitchens... They can be straightforward. I think really just thinking about the design layout is really important. But then again, um, things like, you know, your pull out trash bin or where you're keeping your appliances or, you know, the flow of everything really, we really like to think through that. Um, And there can be challenges when you have a really small galley kitchen, how you're going to lay it out so that you don't have the space, but you want to maximize every single um, drawer and cabinet, every single piece of counter space, um, you know, whether you can fit an island or not. I think a lot of people ideally would like to have a kitchen island, but sometimes it's just not possible. So what do you do in that instance? So those are some of the challenges that you that you face when thinking through it. But again, here, layout is key. And even in small spaces, you can create a good experience if you really think through every detail. Um, so what about those families who might want to engage other family members in, you know, in different things? I, I spoke to a designer a few years back with, who did her own kitchen mm-hmm. with her children in mind in terms of how, where, what they could reach, you know, like they could mm-hmm. reach certain things so that they could actually set the table easily. She put, um, you know, a a small beverage snack center kind of outside of the main footprint so they could grab and go kind of thing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, We definitely love to encourage um, sort of snack stations or things like that that are going to make your life easier for for young families and young kids. Excuse my dog there (laughs) barking. Um, But we don't encourage designing to an age, really, because our designs are, are built to last. And so when you're in the young stages with kids, oftentimes you think you're, it's going to last forever. You know, it's just, the days are long as they, you know, they say that the years are, sorry, the days are long and the years are short or they fly by. Um, so I, there's sometimes the tendency to want to create a design around where you currently are with your family. Um, but we do encourage our clients to kind of look at the long haul vision and not to make too many decisions that would be lasting like lower platform things. Um, sometimes we'll drop a counter space, like I had mentioned in in the client that we're doing that for. Um, But that can be utilized in years to come. But we don't like to make any huge decisions that we think won't last with the home over years. And then what about sort of this advent of the kitchen being used as a a multi-purpose space and or as sort of the heart of the home where, you know, 
parents might want their children to be able to sit there and do their homework while they're preparing a meal. Um, I'm sure you have to take into consideration different kinds of seating arrangements and just different areas for different functions. Absolutely. I mean, the kitchen is everything. It's, I mean, mo- many of our kitchens bleed out to family rooms with TV. So you, you can have, you know, entertainment areas where you have teenagers watching, you know, a game around, around a kitchen. You can have young kids doing homework at the kitchen Island. Um, it just, it serves as you, you can be entertaining, you know, huge groups. So a lot of times the kitchen is the hub for so many different activities. So we do like to think through that. And, um, again, in terms of, if we have the luxury to have the space, I think a large kitchen island is always preferable for those type of things because you can do homework on it. You can also entertain on it. You can also serve, you know, more casual dinners if you don't want to move into like a breakfast nook or a, you know, a formal dining room. So if you have the space, we always opt for, you know, a good size kitchen island. But um, yeah, there's so many, so many functions that you can think about because I think the kitchen is really where the family ends up spending most of their time. And a lot of the memories are made there. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the joy of what we do is to make it enjoyable and to, um, you know, enhance the day-to-day experience so that um, people look back and think about their, their, you know, growing up or, you know, spending time as a family in these spaces. So that's, what's really fun for us. All right. And then in terms of busy families, I'm sure the parents would prefer lower maintenance materials, things that can are durable, that can stand up to heavy foot traffic or countertops. So what are some tips for choosing those kinds of materials in a busy family? Absolutely. That is, we get that daily. Um, and we have, you know, all of our fabrics are bomb proof, durable. The, the technology and the fabrics have come so far, which is fun for us because, you know, you know, five, 10 years ago, we, you know, kitchen Island stools, we would never put a fun fabric on there because we didn't have, we were worried about the durability, but today you can send those out to be coated and protected and, and they can still, um, you know, not have too much of a film on them. They can, you know, retain their, um, you know, their feeling, but be highly durable. So that's exciting because we can have a lot of fun with fabrics. Um, and then just raw materials, we have a lot of conversations with our families about that because, you know, in terms of like countertop, a lot of people prefer marble. We really love marble for the aesthetic look of it, but it's very porous and it can pick up stains really easy, easily. And, um, certain people don't mind it. I don't mind it. I prefer marble in my own home, but you really have to talk through your client and how they're going to feel about, you know, having something that's going to patina over time. And if that's something that they, that they, that they will, um, you know, like the richness of that as, you know, as it, as they move on and, and really see that as, as a positive, or if that's going to bother them, um, the same with brass aged brass, um, or natural unlacquered brass that will show water stains over time. And some people really like that layering of sort of real life and the organic materials and how they age. And some people would like some more man-made materials, a quartz or a quartzite countertop can have the look of marble, um, but be a lot more durable in terms of staining over time. Um, so that's really just client education and, and showing them the options. And, um, we just went to, uh, the stone yard with a client and really, 
looked at the slabs and, you know, it, she was kind of weighing the decision about, does she want durability or does she want this natural stone? And it's, it's really good to see them up close, uh, up, up close and compare side by side. Cause there are very, um, subtle differences in the um, aesthetic of them. But in the end of the day, it comes down to how you want it to function and um, and what's best for your family and your, your aesthetic preferences, really. All right, I'm going to pivot over to the bathroom. And Bathrooms, this I love is that. a little bit of a different discussion, I guess. So first, I wanted to touch on ideas for for the parents and the caretakers and things like I'm sure they want their bathroom to be a place where they can kind of escape and have a little oasis away from the kid duties and stuff like that. So yes. what are your tips for, for, you know, those successful projects? That's funny that you say that. Cause I actually got, um, got to redo my own personal bathroom <laughs> about last year and it is such an oasis, but I find the whole family kind of comes in there. It's like, a, it feels like a, a kitchen to me. <laughs> my family's always coming to my bathroom, but, um, no, we definitely primary bathrooms. We do want those to feel like an oasis for the parent. And, um, uh, we'd spend a lot of time thinking about the shower, you know, and the tub. And if we have enough room to really max those out so that it can feel luxurious. Um, and you know, in the day of like self-care, it's, it's so nice to, if you have space to be able to really kind of invest in those spaces to, um, make that an everyday thing for, for, for people. Um, we've had clients who have really different ways that they operate as a husband and wife. Um, and we kind of think through that. Um, we recently had a client who the husband had, you know, really needed, uh, a minimal space, but one of his own separate area. And the wife had a lot of needs in terms of her, what she wanted to happen in her bathroom. And so we really maxed out her vanity and we actually put them on opposite sides of, it was a big space. So we had two opposite walls. And um, so the idea there was really that each one of them can get ready in this larger space and have their needs met, but completely separately. So um, that was a, uh, an example of, of, one that was a, a great success. Um, so yeah, really just, again, thinking through client needs and the space and addressing the layout accordingly is just paramount in our business. Okay. And then what are some things to take in consideration when you're designing a bathroom, I guess, solely for the kids? Well, kids bathroom, I think storage, closed storage is key, right? Because an easy closed storage, um, you know, we definitely make sure there's enough, there's ample um, drawers and cabinets for toothbrushes and face wash and deodorant and, you know, all the, all those things. A lot of times we are doing a Jack and Jill bathroom, um, in which case we always try if we can to make sure there are two distinct vanities or, or sinks for each kid to have their own space and their own storage. Um, if we're working with a smaller space, um, we definitely, a lot of times we'll utilize a medicine cabinet, um, which, you know, aesthetically, sometimes we like more interesting mirrors that, you know, don't have that functionality. But again, if we feel like, you know, storage could be compromised and that's something we will absolutely do. Um, and of course try to inset it. So it's flush with the wall, um, and has a nice aesthetic look. Um, 
thinking through towel rings and, and things like that. So kids just have, you know, um, all the things, all the pieces that they need right there, ready, ready to use. Um, you can do a lot with, um, bathrooms are just so much fun. You can do, you know, with paint and wallpaper and cute sconces. And, um, we love updating bathrooms and I think that they can get a little bit tired and people kind of forget about it. Um, but really with, if you, you know, with not very much work, you can really infuse a bathroom with a lot of fun just by adding paint or wallpaper or light fixtures or something like that, and just freshen the whole thing up. So it becomes like a little jewel box or a gem. Um, so I always encourage clients to think through it and don't overlook those small spaces that seem like they're not great investments. I think you spend a lot of time getting ready for your day. We all do, or, or, or ending the day in those spaces. So I think it's, um, it's just great to have them feel, you know, inspiring and good. All right. So I'm going to end with, hope I'm not catching you off guard, <laughs> but is there anything okay. like anything of late that has been sort of a surprise from a busy family, something that they wanted, maybe something really specific, like pet storage or storage for anything else specific or a weird color or just anything that, that stands out? <laughs> um, well, we have done two pet storage areas. Um, one in a, uh, a mudroom type area, which is a great idea. I mean, I, 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 have never, I don't create my, my dog. He's just everywhere roaming everywhere as he's probably barked a few times during this podcast. But, um, um, a lot of people, that's part of the training of their dog. And that's part of like, that's, that's, that's how they live again. So, you know, if that speaks to them, we can, we have designed two now, um, one in a mudroom, you know, which they're actually quite cute. It looks like build in, built in cabinetry, um, with, you know, a mesh open, you know, cabinets to close and there's a little bed in there and, um, it's really sweet. And we had one client asked to do it in their main kitchen and their dog is just such a part of their life. And their kitchen is gorgeous and it's amazing. And you walk in and right as you, right. eye level or not eye level, but lower, but right as you walk in, there's this cute little dog nook area. So, um, it can be done. It can be done tastefully. <laughs> Um, and it's not something that you like expect to do, but, um, if done well, it integrates in just, just fine. So, right. Yeah. The pets, are, those... I mean, pets are family too, right? Pets are family too. We, um, we have a thing that every time we photograph a house, um, if there is a dog or a cat and you're usually actually, I don't know if we've I think most every project has, we try to get a, a picture of the animal in the space just to give to the homeowner afterwards. So, um, yes, pets are family too. We don't, we don't forget about them. <laughs> we try not to. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for all the great advice to our listeners on, on designing for busy families. I know they're going to pick up some stuff that they had not thought about before. So I appreciate your time. Be sure to subscribe to KBB's YouTube channel and click the like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to KBB's From the Tap podcast on such apps as Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Google Podcasts. And please feel free to leave a review.